Hello and welcome to the Fit to Transform podcast, where you learn how to train and diet effectively and, most importantly, how to maintain those results for life, once and for all. I'm Nikias Tomasiello, a transgender training and nutrition coach working online with anyone who's ready for a true lifestyle transformation anywhere they may be in the world. As a friendly reminder, any and all information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult with your doctor before implementing any changes to your diet and exercise program. With that disclaimer out of the way, thank you for being here. Now grab yourself a cup of tea or pre-workouts and enjoy. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a comprehensive guide to meal planning and prepping. If you're not a client, you won't know, but when you sign up to work with me, I will provide you with a client library, an education portal with videos, articles, and podcast episodes covering various aspects of fitness and nutrition. It is part of my service. So today I was finishing up a meal planning and meal planning and prepping guide that I've been writing for my clients. And I thought, well, what better time than uh, now to record a podcast on the same topic since it's still fresh on my mind and I've been thinking about it quite a lot. So here I am. I'm going to divide this guide into four different sections. Part one is going to be about structuring your meal plan. Part two is going to be about actually planning your individual meals. Part three is going to cover how to diversify your diet so you're not always eating the same foods. And part four is going to cover how to meal prep the meals that you've planned. So let's start with part one, structure. First and foremost, choose the same number of eating occasions per day. I recommend three to six, and you want at least three to four of those to contain protein in order to support muscle growth. Once you've chosen how many eating occasions you're going to have every day, write yourself a meal timetable. Schedule each eating occasion every three to five hours. Eat at roughly the same time every day, giving yourself a two-hour time frame for a larger meal and a one-hour time frame for a smaller meal, what we normally refer to as snacks. And importantly, schedule your first eating occasion for a time of day when you're actually hungry. Don't eat at 7 a.m. because that's how you were brought up if you're never hungry at 7 a.m., especially if your goal is fat loss, for example, where you have a reduced calorie budget, you don't want to, in quotes, waste those calories at times when you're not hungry. Now, to give you an example of what a meal timetable could look like, assuming that you want to have four eating occasions every day, three larger meals and one snack, you could have your meal number one at 6 to 8 a.m., your meal number two between 12 and 1 p.m., your snack or meal number three between 3 and 4 p.m., and your final meal between 7 and 9 a.m. So you're eating every three to five hours, 
and you're giving yourself a two-hour time frame within which to eat your larger meals and a smaller time frame within which to eat your snack. So you don't need to eat at 12 o'clock exactly every single day. You can have a little bit of leeway, but you do want to maintain regularity in your meal pattern and create regularity within your meal pattern. And the reason for that is that the body thrives on regularity. In fact, the body runs on rhythms that are very, very regular. Some of them take place over longer period of, periods of time and others over shorter periods of time. Some um, rhythms that you might have heard of are called circadian rhythms, and these reset themselves every 24 hours and they are dependent on your exposure to light. If your lifestyle habits are regular and support your circadian rhythms, your body is going to run more smoothly and you are going to respond better to training and nutrition and thus get better results. For example, if you follow a regular meal timetable, then you're going to find that you train your body to secrete hunger hormones at the same time every day, so you're not suddenly hungry at random times. And that also regulates your energy levels, and therefore you can rely on your energy levels to be more consistent throughout the day, which of course is going to increase your well-being, your productivity, as well as your training performance. That's why creating a meal timetable and following it is so important. I strongly recommend that you create this meal timetable based on your working days and then you also keep it the same on your days off because on your days off you're likely to have less structure. So if you use the structure provided by your work days, for example if you work 9 to 5, that's your structure, to anchor your meal timetable and then you keep it exactly the same on your days off you're much more likely to keep your meals regular Monday to Sunday. Now, if you work shifts, and particularly if your rota changes relatively frequently, then creating a meal timetable may not be feasible for you, in which case you're going to have to compromise. What I would recommend is to focus on choosing a standard number of eating occasions per day and sticking with it, and eating every three to five hours after your first meal of the day. If you work night shifts in particular, I would avoid eating between midnight and 6 a.m. because if on days when you're not on shift, you're eating within a more standard time window and then you sleep at night, and then on night shifts, when you would normally be sleeping at, at night, you're now eating, you're forcing the body from one extreme to another, which is going to dysregulate your circadian rhythms. And that's the reason why so many shift workers struggle with digestive issues, strong cravings for highly palatable foods, and energy levels. There is more to say about shift work, because it is a very, very difficult lifestyle, a very demanding lifestyle. And I have every intention of dedicating at least one entire podcast to this topic. And that's why I am leaving this here for now with these recommendations regarding shift workers. Now, moving on to part two 
that's meal planning. When you're planning your meals, you want to build them in the following order. First, one source of 20 to 40 grams of complete protein, or maybe two to three sources of 20 to 40 grams of incomplete protein. Number two, vegetables and or fruit. I would recommend aiming for a minimum of 400 grams of combined vegetables and fruit per day, which is what's recommended by the WHO, the World Health Organization. And I would suggest one to three different vegetables and or fruits in a single meal, just so that you cut down on prep time. If you're having 25 different vegetables in a meal, that takes a really long time. Number three, a source of carbohydrates. Number four, a source of dietary fats. Number five, a sauce or a condiment, if you have the calories available for it. Or you can use salt, pepper, herbs, and spices that have no added oils or other calorie-containing ingredients as zero-calorie options to season your food and make it taste really good without any added calories. You don't need to have each one of these food sources in every single meal. My point is that you want to keep your meals simple. That way they're easier to plan, they're easier to prep, and it's easier to hit your nutritional goals. Once you've built your meals and your snacks, log the ingredients in the same order of priority I've just mentioned on your calorie tracking app, if you're using one, or on your uh, food log if you're using a food log without calories. You want to log your meals before you eat them so you can make adjustments to fit your nutritional targets. This is very important. You need to be intentional with your planning in order to achieve targets because it's very unlikely to happen, in quotes, by accident. If that were the case, we would all be jacked without any effort. Now, if you make time to pre-log your meals, the day before or the morning of, then you're going to be very successful in hitting said nutritional targets. But not everyone has the time for this. And I actually have an article where I provide a variety of strategies that you can use depending on how much time you have available if you want to pre-log your meals. Some strategies include pre-logging only certain ingredients. Others include pre-logging only certain meals, not all of them. So I'm going to put that um, article in the show notes for you to take a look at. If you really don't have time for anything else, at a minimum, pre-log at least the very last meal of your day, whether that's a snack or dinner. So you can adjust the portion sizes of at least that one meal to make sure that you don't overshoot or undershoot your calorie target at the very least. You may not be able to also hit your protein target and your fiber targets and any other target you might have if all you have time for is to pre-log your last meal of the day. But you need to make compromises if your lifestyle is that busy. Part three, how do we diversify your diet? Now, you have an idea of your meal timetable, you know how to build your meals. Now, how do we avoid eating the exact same food every single day? In week one of you starting to meal plan and prep your meals, I would suggest planning one or two meals 
that fit your targets and that you enjoy for each eating occasion. So you would choose one meal for breakfast, one meal for lunch, one meal for dinner, and then one choice for a snack. Whenever you get bored of these meals and snacks, then you would plan, build, and add one or two new meals to the menu. If you follow this process over time, you are going to have about two to six meal and snack ideas for every single eating occasion. And you can then rotate through these to keep things interesting. And once you have these many meal and snack ideas, instead of continuously adding new recipes, you can also simply make small adjustments to one or two ingredients so that you continue to increase your diet variety without as much fuss as it would take to plan a whole new meal from scratch. For example, one thing I always recommend is to change your vegetables and fruit relatively frequently, aiming for different colors so that you get a variety of vitamins and minerals because the pigment in produce is dependent on the uh, vitamin content. So if you have green vegetables, those are going to contain different vitamins to your red vegetables and fruits. And last but not least, use the save as meal or save as a recipe function on your calorie tracking app. This this makes pre-planning your meals and pre-logging them so freaking easy because you don't have to painstakingly re-log every single ingredient in a meal that you've had before. And you can also build yourself a meal library that's going to make achieving your nutritional goals so much easier and more efficient than if you were to continuously having to start each food log every single day from scratch. Now, part four, this is the final part of this guide and it's about meal prepping. First, how to schedule your meal prep. You can do it all in one day or you can spread it across two to three days. For example, you could do meal prep for Monday through to Wednesday on a Sunday and then meal prep for Thursday through to Sunday on the Wednesday. Now, importantly, you don't have to meal prep, but I believe that doing so can really help you be consistent with your nutrition targets and also ultimately save time. It may seem like meal prepping takes time, but if you build your meals, you plan them, you log them, and then you prep them, and they're all done, all you need to do when you want to eat is take them out of the fridge, microwave them, or out of the freezer, depending on what we're talking about here. But all you do is take them, heat them, eat them. That's it. And then you can go on with the rest of your day feeling confident that you are in line, that your behaviors are aligned with your nutrition goals. Once you've scheduled your meal prep, you need to obviously shop for food. And I recommend stocking up on no fast foods. Unless you really love cooking and you have the time for it, you don't want to spend ages on your meal preparation. So go for foods like pre-sliced bread, rice cakes, microwavable rice or pasta packets, canned beans, fish and vegetables, cold cuts, beef or vegan jerky, firm or extra firm tofu, pre-cooked 
meat or poultry, smoked salmon, smoked trout, any kind of smoked fatty fish or canned fatty fish for your omega-3s, protein bars, pre-made protein shakes, pre-portioned nut packets, pre-bagged salads, easy fruit that only requires peeling, like bananas, apples, oranges, and the like, frozen food, which is more cost-effective, and also frozen produce is just as healthful and full of nutrients, if not even more so, than fresh produce, because freezing preserves the nutrients that were present in the produce at the time of picking. And normally, fruit and vegetables are picked at the best time for them to be bursting with nutrients. And then if, it get, if they get frozen right away, those nutrients are preserved. So if you've ever been told that frozen produce isn't as good as fresh, that is not correct. And last but not least, there are plenty of calorie and protein-friendly ready meals available these days, so make use of them. There is nothing wrong with relying on ready meals when your lifestyle is that busy. And finally, batch cook individual ingredients and then put them in separate containers so that throughout the week you can mix and match them. For example, let's say that you made chicken breast, beef, green beans, and red peppers. Now, one day, you might fancy chicken breast with uh, green beans, and another day, you might fancy it with red peppers. If you separate the ingredients after batch cooking them, you can mix and mash them and further diversify your diet without having to redo your meal prep completely. And you're not stuck with eating the exact same meals over and over again if you're somebody who tends to get bored with that. So there you have it, my meal planning and prepping guides. I hope that this was helpful. Let me know if it was. I really look forward to hearing about it. As usual, all of my links will be in the show notes if you want to get in touch with me or work with me. And I know I always say it, but... I don't want to go even one episode without thanking you for the time that you dedicate to my podcast. And until next time. Lastly, if you want to support the podcast and help me reach more people, please leave a five-star rating or review on any podcast platform that you're using. Thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you soon.